0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, September 19th, 2022. Well, over the years, Monday has got a bad rap. Monday is not normally people's favorite day of the week. Monday means back to work, back to the routine, back to the grind of life. And as Christians, we should probably view things a little differently uh, than that when it comes to Mondays. Hopefully we can view the grind of life as something we're doing for the sake of the King. But the point I'm trying to make to you is whatever you think about Monday, there's a day we should all look forward to that we're going to read about today in Isaiah 9 through 12. Isaiah 9 through 12. And it's going to point us forward, but it's also going to get us started by thinking about another day, a day that generally everybody, but he does like, and that is. Christmas Day. Because in Isaiah chapter 9, we're going to see some words that often come up around Christmas time. Uh, We see uh, these verses are actually quoted in Matthew when Jesus begins his ministry because it speaks of this light shining in the darkness in the land of Zebulon, in the land of Naphtali, that that referred to the region of Galilee. And so Jesus coming and doing his ministry there, as it says in verse 2, that the people who have walked in darkness have seen a Great light, Matthew takes those words and applies them to Jesus. These people living in the darkness in Galilee, now they have seen a light, the light of Jesus Christ. But down in verse 6, you've heard this in December For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So we see about this child that is born that we know ultimately is Jesus Christ. But then it speaks of his government Um I don't know, I'm I'm taking a quick survey of the governments of the world and none of them look like this. And I don't see a king sitting on the throne of David. And that's where, as we think through Isaiah, there are things that have been fulfilled that Isaiah wrote about. For instance, this child being born. But there are also things that are yet to be fulfilled. And when we really think of Jesus Christ reigning on this earth, and that's the day that I want you to get excited about today. That someday there will be a government that will work, then there will be peace that will have no end and there will be righteousness and justice forevermore and God is going to Accomplish this. Now we see more than in the following verses of God's judgment, but we also see a big part of these chapters, uh, going all the way back to chapter 7, is the role of Assyria and how the people in Judah went to trust the Assyrians. That's who they were were looking for. God says, No, don't trust them. Also, don't fear them. Fear me. Trust me. And he gave them the sign of Emmanuel, God with us. Well, the people, they don't respond to that. But also God makes clear, hey, Assyria, I'm using you to bring judgment. Uh, don't get cocky. Do not think that you have done all of this. As it says very memorably there in chapter 10, verse 15, shall the axe boast above him who hews with it or the saw magnify itself against him who wields it. He's saying, hey, you're just the tool. Should a tool brag about what it's done when it can't do anything without the person holding the tool? I'm the one holding the tool, Assyria. You are the tool and you will be judged and a remnant of Israel will return. It is what it says, what it gets to there towards the end of that chapter. But then we get more into this day that is coming because it speaks of this shoot from the stump of Jesse. Who was Jesse? Well, he was the father of David. Who's going to come from the line of David? King Jesus. And a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and all these things that ultimately will be fulfilled uh, with, in the Messiah. And then it speaks of this perfect place, under the reign of the Messiah, where the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's dent. Right? All of... Uh, This even just problems that we see in nature, there will be perfect harmony. And it says there at the end of verse nine, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Uh, It's a statement we see other places in scripture speaking of this future day. And it says there. there's a song that will be sung. Chapter 12 is brief, so I'll read all of it for us. It gives us really what they're going to say in that day. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Man, what an amazing song. Uh, You know, what an amazing uh, thing to say here in this verse. And you as a Christian should be able to anticipate this is your future. You will draw water from the wells of salvation. You can anticipate giving thanks that God has turned away his anger from you and comforted you. And even right now, you can say, I'm going to trust this God and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. Uh, Whatever you're feeling this Monday, I want you to look forward to this day in the future and, and to have the confidence that should come from knowing that this is your future, that you would trust and not be afraid and that you would be filled with strength and with a song today because of what God has done for you. Let's go down to our New Testament reading in Acts 26. And we set the stage yesterday, and now Paul will speak. Paul will give his testimony here before Agrippa, before the Roman governor, uh, Festus, and he will recount what God has done for him. And really, I think we see some great things that we should understand uh, even when it comes to evangelism. Uh, one thing that Paul does is he shares his own story. He shares how Jesus has uh, saved him. And uh, as he does so, he, he recounts even the the experience that he has, um, and he recounts what God has done for him. And that's a great thing that you should do as you share the gospel. I think that's a powerful thing to not just tell someone the good news, but also to to show someone in your own life the difference that God has made for you. But then he does get to that message of the gospel, and that's another important element that we cannot forget in our evangelism As he starts to tell what he has done. He gets to uh, the, the gospel at the end of his presentation here in verse 22. To this day, I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here, testify. Find, both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass—that the Christ must suffer, and that, being the first from to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Uh, so there, you see him summing up by saying, "And this is the message." And he basically points to the scriptures, saying, "Hey, the Christ, the Messiah, has suffered and has risen from the dead, and this is the light." He gets to the message of Jesus Christ. And there we see two things, I think, that should be involved frequently in our evangelism. Hey, this is the gospel and this is my story. These are things to share with others. And you notice Paul also, he makes an appeal to King Agrippa. He's making it clear. Hey, hey King Agrippa, you know these things. You know that I'm not making this up. Don't you believe the prophets? And Agrippa says to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian Uh, And kind of pushes Paul away there. But Paul had tried to make an appeal to Agrippa to think about the prophets, to believe what they have said about Jesus Christ and to know that he is the Messiah. And I also want you to know how Paul seems to do all of this with respect, even though he is unjustly in prison, he still shows a measure of grace, even just in how he presents this. But just in your own evangelism, think of those elements, sharing the gospel, that the Bible testifies that Jesus is the Christ, that he died, that he rose again. Uh, Share your own story, how God saved you and, and don't be afraid to appeal to people. Hey, do you believe this? Do you believe what the Bible says to call them, to persuade them, as Paul was accused of, to be a Christian? And so there we we learn some things there from the Apostle Paul, because until we get to that day described in Isaiah, this is our mission, to, to make disciples, uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And we can do so with confidence, knowing that day written about in Isaiah is coming, and we will rejoice on that day. So wherever you are this Monday, think of that day. I think that God is our strength and our song and may we rejoice in him and serve him today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.